Hey everybody, this is Charles Max Wood with the Teach Me to Code podcast. Um, it's been a few weeks since I posted stuff. It's not for lack of interviews or anything. It was really, I had Thanksgiving and just couldn't get stuff out then. And uh, then the following week I was sick pretty much all week. So I didn't bother with it. I just, I just went and crawled in my bed and, and wished, wished to come out of it on the other end alive. So anyway, I got my wish. I'm alive. And uh, we're going to post another interview from ApacheCon. Um, this is an interview, rather short one, with Baskar Sunkara and uh, Pranta Das from AppDynamics. And uh, we, we talked about some of the, the programming and engineering that goes into uh, something like uh, AppDynamics, which is basically a monitoring software. And, and we talked about instrumenting the JVM and things like that. And uh, just some other interesting and uh, kind of, it really made me think about the way that you approach some of the things that you're dealing with. So um, anyway, check it out. Uh, let me know what you think. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll catch you on the other end. Thanks. All right. So I'm here with uh, Bhaskar and uh, Pranta from AppDynamics. And uh, I talked to them, I talked to Pranta yesterday about their product, and what it is is it's a monitoring tool that uh, hooks into Java applications and gives you all kinds of statistics and stuff uh, related to that. You, is is that basically it in a nutshell? Is there more to it than that? Or yeah, absolutely. I'd probably add a couple more attributes that it's it's really meant for distributed applications and it's really meant for uh, usage and production. So those are the key key things that I would mention. Okay. On top of that. So it's it's basically aimed at Java applications. Does it do other technologies? It, it does .NET as well. Okay. Uh, absolutely. So, um, so um, my question is, this is a podcast for developers. So I, I typically will, uh, you know, talk about tools they can use and things like that. And it sounds like sure. this is something that will give them some some input as far as like where trouble spots occur and stuff. Mm -hmm. But what I'm really curious about with this with this application is basically. Um, how do you hook into their code mm -hmm. so that you can get the information out? Cool. Yeah, really good question to start with. Um, so we use uh, what is called bytecode instrumentation, right? Uh -huh. um, and it's a standard sort of it's standard technology that's that's really uh, a part of the uh, the the JVM spec. So okay. ever since ever since 1.5, uh, there's a hook in the in the JVM arguments which lets you inject uh, uh, what's called a Java agent and what a Java agent gets to gets to do is it gets access to all the bytecode or the classes mm -hmm. that are loaded in the, in the JVM and um, if we think the classes are interesting we get to modify them okay. um, there are definitely some rules um, you know like you no know, structural changes you know things like that um, and you know we add safe bytecode mm -hmm. um, uh, basically like probes before and after right. methods to, to, to kind of help with that so that's that's how it works well that makes sense. Um, is there a good place to find out how to do this kind of thing with the JVM? Or, well, yeah, absolutely. There's, um, you know, if you if you just uh, search for the minus Java agent argument, mm -hmm. or even if you look up the Java Lang instrument package from the Java docs, uh, okay. you know, uh, uh, one five and up, you'll you'll find information there. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then on the other end, you have a server that is collecting the data, right? Uh -huh. um, do you use a standard uh, protocol or a standard uh, data? Um, rep representation mm -hmm. for that, like JSON or something, or yeah. So we, you know, so so, so the transport protocol is HTTP mm -hmm. between uh, you know the agents that are right. sitting inside the JVM to the to what we call the controller, which is okay. the data engine. Um, and uh, we, for performance reasons, we just use binary over HTTP. 
Okay. Just, just Java objects and, uh, you know, what else could be. Okay, so it just serializes it to some it sort of... It just serializes it to some sort of, yeah. Okay. And then on the other end, it knows that that Java object is of class whatever and... Yeah, exactly. So that's that's kind of the, the, the monitoring data model we have. Um, mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it's just... Uh, Performance metrics representing um, um, well, our, our system. You know, the core of our system is is business transactions, mm -hmm. right? And business transactions, they're they're representing functionality, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of really basing it more on classes and methods, and hey, so how much is this class, this method taking, and stuff like that, we focus really more on a higher level of uh, of alarm, right? Which is the business transaction, which tells you how your functionality is doing. Okay. And so, so yeah, the, the the data that goes back and forth is is really descriptions of that, mm -hmm. or it could be more things like uh, you know, it could be events, you know, just right. uh, depicting a point in time about something like a request timing out or something. Right. Like so, that. so basically, are you? Or so, do your customers set the rules as far as what they care about, what's important, how things are behaving, and things like that? Or do you have stan a san standard set of things that they're looking for? It's, you know, it's standard, um, and uh, that's actually a very uh, key thing for us where we take the time that you know, people spend in, uh, in, in setting the system up. Uh, we take that responsibility to kind of do that automatically. Okay. And I think you know, doing business transactions is, is, is kind of what makes it possible because it, it, it's, it's functionality, and when you access functionality over time, you can use various attributes like time of day, time of week, et cetera, mm -hmm. to determine how they're doing. And then, you know, based on that, you can set thresholds based on standard deviation and, you know, right. various other statistical, mm -hmm. you know, measures to, to really say, okay, you know, this isn't doing so well. So let me, mm -hmm. you know, alert or let me do something there. Right. So we, we, we it's, it's, it's mostly reliant on our out-of-the-box policies. Yeah. Okay. But to your point, I mean, we try to do as much as out-of-the-box as possible, but we don't preclude mm -hmm. you cust the customer customizing something if need be. Mm -hmm. So, so there's a little bit of both, right? So, how does that if you're if you're interested, at, say, in a particular set of information that isn't a standard thing, do you just set up rules? Yeah, within the yeah. I mean, if there's a non-standard thing um, and it's being instrumented, for example, like if it's a batch process, for example, uh -huh. right? Um, if you if you if it's instrumented, then you know there are metrics being reported on it. Um, well. For a batch process, we would do it automatically. But if there were anything else that you were doing, um, um, you know, like as a special case, mm -hmm. then you you'd set up the policy for it. Okay, and, and that's done on the controller. That's on the controller. It has okay. an interface that's uh, f uh, flex based, uh -huh. flash based, and uh, that lets you set up all that stuff. Okay. Um, my next question is: is are there limitations to what you can gather on the on the agent end? Um, when you say limitations, what, what so, for example, are, are there bits of information that some people want that you just can't get because the agent is limited in some way? Or the the library that you're using to interface with the JVM is, is limited in some way? Uh, we haven't seen very many cases, especially, you know, stuff dealing with uh, data needed for production monitoring. Mm -hmm. um, so, we, we yeah, I think it's pretty comprehensive. So, we've been, we've been pretty good with that. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about the JVM and the way that it, it works with things like this. Yeah, so yeah. I, I'm not surprised that you haven't run into too many of those. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, so what what is the hardest part of building a system like this? Yeah, you know, the hardest part of building a system like this is 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 really what we're building it for and who mm -hmm. we're building it for. I mean, if you think about it, our you know what we target our segment is our our target segment is really people running 
really mission critical apps mm-hmm. in production. Right. And you know, when you say mission critical apps in production, and you are agents running inside the JVMs of those mission critical apps, mm-hmm. uh, it's just a lot of responsibility in terms of you know um, you can't really afford afford to make mistakes because right. you know they, they, that's their app, and it's not a peripheral application that. You know, you can afford to have some downtime in, you know, and uh, you know, make some mistakes and things like right. that. So that's that's the biggest challenge because mm-hmm. that's the that's what we cater to, mm-hmm. and um, it just needs uh, like multiple layers of defense and you know the way mm-hmm. you architect it, the way you, uh, and not just you know in terms of like um, uh, you know running uh, you know running with the with the application in a, in a reasonable way, but also overhead, for example, mm-hmm. right? I mean. If you're right. just imparting too much overhead, and the users actually, you know, um, uh, the response times to the the users' experience is much worse, right? I mean, right. and it doesn't really it, it kind of defeats mm-hmm. the purpose because you're really really wanting to have better performance with us in play, mm-hmm. right? So that's right. that's really the challenge. So how do you guarantee that? I mean, do you write tests? Do you have performance mm-hmm. tests that you set up? Yeah, it's a combination. I think um, testing is obviously a very big part of it. Um, and then, obviously, just basic things in your architecture that you uh-huh. make sure that um, you know the way you code in terms of uh, well, a lot of a lot of it is just really solid good coding practices, mm-hmm. and the way you write infrastructure, the way you like for example, you would never start um, um, you know like a different you know like I mean all all your threads are pulled you know things like that. So right. a lot of best practices, and on top of that. Um, you know, testing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like testing on different JVMs, testing on different versions, uh, testing on testing on different application servers, because it's a lot of times, you know, you use a lot of APIs to collect diagnostic data, right? And a lot of times, it's just interplay, mm-hmm. right, between those two. So you want to make sure you you are safe in all situations. Mm-hmm. So that's that's uh, that's. Uh, I think the other big challenge is, you know, especially uh, today's. Uh, distributed world, um, you just have a lot of JVMs. You know, applications are really you know spread out. You know, there's a bunch of services, right. um, and you just have hundreds and hundreds of JVMs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, providing a scalable solution, um, not just in terms of a solution that can handle the data coming in from all these agents, right? Mm-hmm. But also in terms of how do you use it? Right. It's just a lot of data, yeah. Right? And you don't want to look at you know all the data just because you want to look at information. You mm-hmm. want to look at um, you know how things are doing, and you know want to get into the details, into mm-hmm. the weeds when there are problems, right? Right. You don't want to start with um, you know, for example, a lot of deep dive data when there are no issues, for example, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's not right. the way you want to monitor your system. Right. You so, just want to look at it and say, okay, everything's green, everything's yeah, good, right? Yeah. So. Um, so, so how do you handle that? I mean, I mean, let's say that you have a cluster of, mm-hmm. I'm just going to th- throw a number out there, mm-hmm. like 100 servers, and they're all sending data back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that you have to have a cluster of servers of some size to handle all that data. Mm-hmm. I, I highly doubt that you can handle with just one server that much yeah, yeah. coming in. So how do you handle that? And then on the flip side, how do you boil that down into yeah. I- interesting information? Yeah, I mean, so one of the really interesting numbers, uh, to your point, is uh, our a single server, a single controller, is able to handle almost uh, five to six thousand JVMs. Oh wow! So that pretty much covers, you know, the most, you know, most yeah. of the, most of the architectures, and it's really in terms of the way we architected it, mm-hmm. right? It's 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 the agents, um, you know, being smart, right? right? Uh, what the agents don't do is 
dump everything uh, they need to you know send over. Uh, they're they're very agile in terms of you know they're they're watching for problems and transactions mm -hmm. um, you know on a minute by minute basis. Right. So that's how quickly they react. But the data they're sending um, every minute is is representative of um, you know how the health of the transactions is because mm -hmm. that's that is really what is defining uh, how your system is doing. Mm -hmm. So once we set that up, you know, once we define what is the health of the system, right? That's mm -hmm. the problem. So we we kind of separated out monitoring and diagnostics, right? Because right? because sending, for example, all the deep dive data of all the classes and the methods, that's not monitoring. Right. It's when you need to troubleshoot. Okay. That you need it. So we 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 cleanly separated it out, and mm -hmm. the reason why our system is so scalable is is because of that, right? And and you know it's, it's been it's been really popular amongst the you know so all of our deployments they're they're all really mission critical, mm -hmm. um, you know deployments for 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 really large shops. So right. and and it's worked really well because it not only scales the system, but also scales the way you use it. It doesn't mm -hmm. throw all the data at you. That's really interesting. I. I think most of the systems that I've used in one way or another, they just they just have this set of data that they send mm -hmm. all the time. Exactly, and and, which is the brute force right. approach. Approach of doing right. It. It's it's everything, and it it all goes up. And so what you're saying is is that you know if if everything's good, mm -hmm. then what, you, you what, only what, need a baseline of information, exactly. and then when a problem's detected. Mm -hmm. Then, then you start sending more information so yep. that you can start debugging and yeah. filling in the holes of yeah. your information. And then there's more to it, right? I mean, not only you know do you detect a problem and send information, but I mean, think about what happens when you have a systemic problem in production, mm -hmm. right? So that's really the worst time to collect data because yeah. you're you're really killing the system at that time, right? Mm -hmm. So detecting right, it's patterns, trying to catch up. It's trying to catch up, and you know you don't want to actually collect data. I mean. You know the systems running at high CPU, high disk mm -hmm. usage, this and that, and uh, you know there's this high load on the system at that point. Right. And you want to take up more CPU cycles and collecting all the data and sending all the data. That mm -hmm. that just makes it worse. Right. So just having the realization that okay, so you know I think we know that you know this problem is systemic. We've already collected enough information. It's the same symptom, mm -hmm. you know, and we don't need to send more data. Let's be quiet for a while. Maybe kick mm -hmm. in, you know, half an hour later, because we we don't want to adversely affect it again. Right. Those are the factors that you mm -hmm. know. And, and and to your point about like you know the, the, the kind of tools that you've really heard about, um, I, I think what what's what's happened with those uh, with those tools usually is they they've started out as a you know as a QA dev test type mm -hmm. of tools, right? And then they retrofit themselves to be like running in production, for example, right? And um, and at some point, they architecturally break down because they're not mm -hmm. really architected to be running in these situations. Whereas right. we, for the ground up, from the ground up, we just took a different approach to it, mm -hmm. and we just stuck with it. And you know, and 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 it's the really scalable way mm -hmm. to 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 manage. That that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I guess my next question is: Let's say that you have a, a service-oriented architecture where mm -hmm. everything's kind of broken up and running in its own environment on its own JVM, mm -hmm. and uh, Let's say that I'm really interested in the sale that comes in over in this area, sure. and then what happens is is it has to touch all these other systems in order to get its job sure, done. Sure. So, um, how do you get the high level view of this one purchase when okay. you have a problem out here in one of the other server services that you're trying to hit? Exactly. I think it all comes back to um, you know what I said was the core of our system, which mm -hmm. is a business transaction. 
right? Because a business transaction starts at a, you know at a tier, which is say you know the entry point for the whole SOA system, right? right. But when it when it touches other systems, when it makes a different you know when it sends a JMS message, for example, or when it makes a web service call to another JVM, uh, what we do is we tag and follow the, the transaction because oh, really? because the transaction is fundamentally distributed, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we need to know how the 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 service or you know system is actually doing in terms of performing in terms of like really executing that transaction uh-huh. you know where it could be potential bottlenecks because the definition of a transaction can be just limited to hey so this is how much time you know a process order is taking right. but you also need to know what is the breakdown of process order right, right. If, if i have five soa tiers if mm-hmm. i have five soa components how is each one uh, performing in terms of executing process right. order so we always break that down Mm-hmm. We baseline that behavior. That way, you know, you can you can you can isolate bottlenecks, um, you know, much quicker. Right. Um, so yeah. So if if they're connecting to one of the other servers via HTTP or something mm-hmm. else, how, how exactly do you do that tagging? Yeah. So it, it really um, it really is based on the on the protocol that they're talking to. Uh-huh. Um, so if they're making an HTTP call, then we'll make sort of a you know add an HTTP header. Right. Oh, okay. You know, or if you're if you're calling, um, you know, using JMS, and then we we add a header to the JMS message. Okay. So that's how the tag and follow works, and it's it's all automatic. You don't have mm-hmm. to change code. So again, using BCI there. Mm-hmm. So so that's how that's how that works. Are there any protocols that you don't support that way? Um. Well, you know, I think you know our list is pretty exhaustive. Mm-hmm. Um. But obviously. Um, new ones keep coming up, and right. we keep up as fast as we can. But our 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 support's pretty comprehensive right now. So, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just it, for me it, it, this week, just being at ApacheCon. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I live in a pretty Ruby centric world mm-hmm. for for my work and with my clients and things, and so it's really kind of challenged the way that I think about things and, and open things up like this. And so it's it's interesting to see that these solutions exist. And consider how they may apply in other areas, mm-hmm. and so you know I, I really appreciate you guys coming on. I know we've only talked for about seventeen minutes, but mm-hmm. uh, you yeah, know you it, it. it's 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 really been interesting. If people want to find out about your product, how do they do that? Yeah, so um, appdynamics.com, uh, and um, you know uh, very importantly, we have a free product, mm-hmm. and um, it's uh, it's free forever. It's not uh, like a time bound um, uh, thing. So. So you can download it, and any Java application you have, you can run it on it. It'll probably take you like ten or fifteen mm-hmm. minutes. Uh, we have uh, about fifty thousand or so downloads. We we introduced this last year, mm-hmm. um, and so that's at appdynamics.com/free. So that's okay. that's the best place to find us, and uh, also on Twitter, twitter.com/appdynamics. Really active there. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, uh, from the website, and then uh, there's a free tool that you can download and use, mm-hmm. um, and that will pretty much give you a taste of what the what the tool is like. Okay. Yeah. One one other thing that just occurred to me, and since we're at ApacheCon, mm-hmm. um, what open source software are you using as part of your solution? Um, some of the some of the core Apache libraries, like I mean, um, the for example, the agents talk to the controller using HTTP client, for example. Mm-hmm. So 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 the most the, the, the most usual ones, I mean, the, the, the right. most common Apache ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, are you doing any kind of like MapReduce or anything to get the the data munched no, up no, or anything? No, no? yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's regular databases right now. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, is is it based on a database that 
we as lay people have heard of? Or it's my sequel. My sequel. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. Well, really interesting. So one other thing that I want to clarify, and mm-hmm. and this is when I was talking to you guys uh, down at the booth. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that people deploy in their own data centers. Right. Uh, yeah. So the controller is actually available both as an on-premise option as well as hosted. So mm-hmm. we do both. Uh, there, there. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people who are uncomfortable sending, you know, their, even be it performance data, right, mm-hmm. uh, to external data centers. So for them, we have the on-premise option, and then we also have the hosted option yeah. for that. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. You got it. And thanks. Uh, yeah, we'll have this up within the next few weeks. All right. Thank you. Thank All right. You. Thanks. All right, welcome back. Um, I just want to thank uh, Basker and uh, Pranta for coming onto the podcast and talking about what they do and, and what's going on there. If you want to check out their company, you can find it at appdynamics.com. I got like three of their t-shirts because they were getting rid of them at the end of the conference. And uh, it was really interesting to talk to them. Um, so, you know, by all means, uh, go check them out. As well, um, you know, just, just some of the interesting things, things that went on there. Uh, I just really appreciate them kind of sharing some of the secret sauce with us on the podcast. So um, if you want to thank them, you know, go to appdynamics.com and just let them know that you appreciated uh, them coming on the podcast and doing the interview. And uh, next week we will have another interview from ApacheCon. And in two or three weeks we'll actually have an interview with, um, with Peter Ledbrook from VMware talking about Groovy and Grails. And uh, that was a really interesting uh, podcast. So a really interesting interview. So I look forward to that as well. Um, Anyway, uh, that's all I have for this week. And we will catch you next week.